Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Unveiling the Scriptures podcast. So good to have you once again. I trust you had a great week. Today we'll be studying the topic, the Christian life. Before we start, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for another privilege to study your word. We pray that you teach us great things today in Jesus' name. Show us what we are missing and help us to walk in your ways, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome back once again. It's so good. It's so great to have you here. Like I said earlier, the title of this episode is The Christian Life. And I'll be reading quite a number of verses. These verses describe one of the events in Paul's life. Paul was not a Christian. Paul was he was very religious, but he didn't know God. And after God caught him on his way to Damascus, God told him that it's not going to be easy. And we can see that from Acts chapter 9, verse 15 and 16. But the Lord said unto me, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. God was telling Ananias here, when he, when he was very skeptical, this man was, he killed, he killed Stephen, he killed, he has killed a lot of, of Christians and God was assuring him that don't worry, just go and, go and pray for him. That he was, going, he was going to suffer great things for the sake of God and yes, he did. It was Paul that was saying it here that I'm going to Jerusalem. I don't know what to become of me. I'm in complete darkness about what will happen. But I do know it's not going to be easy. I do know that it's going to be rough. And that's what the Christian life is about. Like the verse I read earlier, Romans 14, 17, the King James Version. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And many times in, in, in a bit to like just encourage ourselves and to just say things to build up our faith, we tend to we tend to overstretch overstretch the message of okay, yes, the goodness that life has to offer and the goodness that God wants to form us. Why this is not bad in itself, if it's put along with the message of Christ, we need to understand that it's not going to be all rosy. In fact, God has not called us to a rosy life. A lot of things will happen, a lot of things will come our way. Disappointments, you know, loss, persecutions and a whole lot. I remember that I was listening to a preacher and he said that at the point of his, in his life when he lost his job, it was not caused by unbelievers. It was not unbelievers who made him lose his job. It was his fellow Christians who felt that he was doing too much. You know, you might be in a class, for example, and people just feel like, oh, there's nothing wrong with cheating. I mean, what, what's the big about cheating? And people that are saying this are not even unbelievers. They are not even people that don't go to church. They might even hold the position in their fellowships, they might hold position in their churches, and you're just like, wow, wow, this is not supposed to be. And then they don't even seem to understand, they don't seem to care. It's like, it's not a thing, it's not one of the things God, God can't ask you. But the Bible says we should not measure false weights. And this is not genuine, this is not fake. When you just think that, mm, it's just one of those things. And even from your fellow Christians, persecutions people from that they will just kind of like castigate you and just ostracize you. I feel like, mm, you're not one of us, mm, you're too much, mm, this and this and that. 
But I need you to understand that God has not called you to a life of a bed of roses. God has not called you to just lie on the bed all day. No, you're going to suffer things for the sake of Christ. So sometimes you may start from your family. I remember reading a story of a, of a young girl who was persecuted by a father. And then her name was Julia, if I can remember precisely. Her father was, was very annoyed that she had given her life to Christ. And he was really, really angry. He persecuted her so much that he took her life. He created a fire to that brother's finger over that. And the only reason he was going to release her was if she renounced Christ. Well, she didn't and she died. But years after, her father gave his life to Christ. For that kind of person, she didn't have to move too far to find her persecutors. Her persecutors were right in in our own house and that is how it is even if you're not persecuted now you're going to face it somewhere someday although it's, it's in different measures you might not have to lose your life you might not have to be you may not have to lose your job but you might be laughed at people might feel like your own is just too much it might just even be your going to church you just feel like what is the matter with you but you know what it gets when you go to church you know how much your spirit is revived and you know how much easily you fall into sin when you don't go to church, when you don't read the word of God, when you don't pray. So don't stop because somebody is saying, mm, you're always too much, must you pray, must you sing, must you do that, must you serve in the church. You know where you are going to. You know who God has called you to be. You know what God has called you to. And you can't afford to look back. Jesus was saying a story and he was trying to explain what happens when you backslide. I will read Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 to 45. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. That's what happens when you leave the path of Christ. It only gets worse. It doesn't get better. You don't get at least a little bit only. Except you just want to be self-righteous. Or you just want to justify yourself. It becomes worse when you've had a message of salvation and you turn back. God wants you to stand. Stand. Bible says in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. Stand therefore, having your lungs guard about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Let me read this from verse 10 to verse 18 so that we understand that God has called us to be soldiers. And I will tell you why after I read these verses. Verse 10, Ephesians 6, verse 10, King James Version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that he may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the old armor of God, that he may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your lost guards about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod 
with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching their own soul with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Here God is telling us to take on the old armor of God. Who is an armor? It is a soldier. Let me tell you why God calls you a soldier. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, No mother worried entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Yes, once you've surrendered your life, God has called you to be a soldier, a soldier for Christ. And that is what Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 18 is admonishing us from. It says that, you should take on the old armor of God because God has called you to be a soldier. Take on the old armor, put on the old armor of God that he may be able to withstand against the wise of the devil. And stand therefore, having your loins cut apart with truth. Having your loins cut apart with truth. So you, on your loins you wear the truth belt and you put on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking on the shield of faith, wherewith you, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take on the elements of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. God has called you to be a soldier. You need to understand that a soldier does not have it all easy. I mean, we know soldiers in different countries. We've seen soldiers in Nigeria and soldiers all over the world. Soldiers are not just, they don't live a comfortable life. They don't live like civilians. They live a life of hardness. They live a life that is not easy because, and they do that because they've signed up for it. And that's the same thing in our Christian life. That's the same thing we need to understand. Yes, it's not to say that we don't pray for, okay, God, I need this. God, please make my path smooth. God, please make this thing I'm trying to pursue smooth. Yes, you need to pray those prayers. I mean, we know that the journey might not be all easy. But it's not for you to be confessing it. No, I'm not dissuading that. But I need you to understand and put it at the back of your mind and work with that consciousness that it's not going to be all easy. There'll be days where this will not go smoothly. But what keeps us going? What keeps us going? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, for a light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Nothing wastes with God. We, we need to understand that even the afflictions, the trials, the tribulations that you go through, they are working in you something greater than what you can see. And we know that God has prepared a very beautiful place for us, God, heaven. As long as we stand with Him, as long as we do not give up, as long as we ask for grace each day, you know. Yes, we are going to endure our times, yes, and the goal and the glory that, that is ahead of us is far greater than at times we endure, but what keeps us going? Let me open the, the word of God to us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So you feel like, ah, God. I, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, I'm still trying to, to even, it may even be very 
consistent with my quiet time, my daily devotion, and then I'm going to be suffering at times, I'm going to be in at times and all that. God is trying to tell you that you're not going to do it in your own power. Yes, it's not going to be all rosy, but God will never leave you. We never forsake you. So when you go through the fire, you shall not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. As long as you keep surrendering yourself to it, and you keep telling the oh God, this is the burden I have to bear. He said, Come out to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lone in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, you have to tell God about what you're facing. Tell God, oh God, this is much, and I need your grace. And trust God that He is able to come through. The Bible says He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask of Him. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. The grace to stand Him in the face of tribulations. In our times, the grace to Bank on the word of God. And I pray that God will come through for us all in Jesus' name. We will not fail, we will not fall, and we will not fall in the name of Jesus. We are helped of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In today's episode, I hope we've learned one or two things. Number one, at times in the Christian race, this inevitably comes for everyone, but it may come in different ways and in different times and in different seasons. Also, the grace of God is very much sufficient. The grace of God is sufficient for us in times of trouble, in times of tribulation. And also, it doesn't end at being tested. The Bible says there is an eternal weight of glory that is waiting for us. Yes. The Bible says that eyes has not seen, neither has it come into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. When you love God and you stand in the face of trials, you need to understand that God has prepared somewhere good for you and is not going to miss you. And by His grace, you'll be kept in His mercies to see Him and to stand before Him at the end of your life or when He comes to the of in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to. It's always a privilege to be here with you. It's always an awesome time to learn one or two things from the Bible. And I hope you got something. I pray that week in, day in, day out, will continually be transformed by the word of God in Jesus' name. Do not forget to subscribe. Do not forget to like. Do not forget to follow our podcast page. Do not forget to drop the lessons you learned. It's always a privilege to have you here and all this fun. So I would really love to know what you came from this episode. Drop your lessons, drop your take-home point, and I pray that you have a great weekend. Thank you so much once again.